Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. This is Crystal, Wisdomologist and the host of this podcast. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we're going. In this journey to inner wisdom, there are many tools, practices, paths and possibilities, guides and mentors. Some we search for, some we bump into, and some are just set plunk down in front of us whether we are looking or not. I will explore some of these tools and practices, paths and possibilities, and interview guides and mentors who have had an inf- who may have an influence on your journey and who may have an influence on mine or who have. I use the word tools because in whatever we do, we use tools. Carpenters have tools, chefs have tools, artists have tools, teachers have tools, maybe not in a box, but certainly in a file or in their head. So too, there are tools for this journey. And we all have a different journey. What may strike one of us may not resonate with someone else. Our task is to be aware and awake in order to notice the invitations that are in front of us. So today I'm on H of the ABCs of Inner Wisdom, and I have heart and hand for today's program. I'm talking with Rosemary Heenan, who has been an amazing, who has had an amazing life journey, which has led her to be a heart power coach, and she does hand analysis. So welcome, Rosemary. Thanks, Crystal. I'm happy to be here. Great. So Rosemary, as you well know, we each have a unique journey, a unique story about that journey to wisdom and the journey to claiming our own heart's desires. So would you start maybe by telling us a bit about your journey and maybe some of the significant moments that led you to where you are now? Sure. So I grew up feeling as though I wasn't good enough. That was the the message that I received, I, um, I was the oldest of seven children, and there's less than nine years between us. So I did lots of assisting around the house, babysitting and things like that. And I always just felt like it didn't matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. If I got 98 on a test that was not um, cheered or anything, it was like what happened to the to the other two marks. So it left an imprint. And I think it really guided me into always trying to become better, thinking there was something wrong or something missing. And um, so when I went to university, my intention was to study English and history and become a high school teacher. And when I got to university, I discovered social sciences and that opened a a door to something I had no knowledge of before and and really um, changed my life direction. So I studied, got a degree in sociology, and then took um, early childhood education through the community college and was hired to be a professor there. Um, And I loved what I was doing. I really, really loved um, teaching and I loved working with the students. But my favorite part of it was always heart-to-heart talks with them, um, encouraging them to be the best they could be things that were maybe not necessarily the main um, tasks of being a a teacher in a college. Um, And then in 1999, I met the late Debbie Ford, and she had just written The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And I started to do some work with her and eventually in 2002 began uh, training to be a life coach with Debbie. And that was 
exactly what I needed. It taught me that we have all aspects within ourselves, the things that we think are good and the things that we don't like about ourselves or think are bad or wrong. They're all there in all of us. And the goal is to be able to be okay with that and be able to use those when they're appropriate. So Debbie would give the example. She used to own a clothing store, women's clothing. And she said it was very helpful to be a bitch if she got um, faulty clothing sent to her and needed it returned or anything like that, where she had to stand up for herself and assert herself. And she called that being a bitch, but she didn't appreciate the part of herself that was a bitch in other circumstances where it wasn't appropriate. So it finally gave me peace with some of the things that I didn't like about myself and, and the ability to understand that as long as I wasn't trying to pretend I wasn't or stuff them down, I could be in charge of when they came out. And it, it was so freeing. And people who knew me back then would tell me that was the out of all the things that I had done in terms of personal development, they saw the biggest change in me um, as a result of that. So that was right around the age of 50. So a couple of years later, I had tried to build up my coaching practice, but teaching is pretty demanding. Hmm. And so the only time I could really devote to it was the summers. And then I would drop it during the school year. So a friend of mine from coaching training had an interview with a woman who was a hand analyst. And she said, if you get your hands analyzed, you'll know who your, your target market should be for your coaching practice. So that was why I got my hands analyzed. And this was March of 2007. I remember vividly sitting in my bedroom at the side of my bed, frantically writing notes with my jaw hanging open, that this person who lived in Tucson and had never met me was describing me to a T based on prints of my hands. And that just blew my mind. And she told me that my, my purpose in life was to be the healer with heart. So a healer is an inspired communicator and also that person that everybody feels comfortable sharing their innermost wisdom with. And that was, you know, again, as I had said with, with my teaching, that was the, the part that I liked the best, those heart-to-heart -heart talks with the students. And, um, and it gave me the, the motivation to retire the next year. So I made my goal to leave at the end of the 2008 academic year, 2000, yeah, 2008. And um, that's what I did. So that was, that was it. It was like, okay, I, this is why I've had this passion for this area so long. I want to put this to use now. And I really never looked back. I, I was able to sign up for a home study program that the hand analyst, her name's Debbie. Um, oh, I'm blanking on her last name now. Not Debbie. No, that was, it's Beth, Beth Davis. Debbie was the coach. Um, uh, Beth Davis came out with a home study program on hand analysis right after she did my hands. I bought that, really got fascinated with it, went to study with her in Tucson that summer. And, um, and that 
what, what I thought would happen would be that I would read people's hands and then that would lead towards coaching them. I found it hasn't done as much of that as I would have liked. Um, most people are just happy enough with the hand analysis. Um, and then they, they choose to either work with others or um, work on their own or whatever. But it's great because it's so satisfying to have those wonderful validations for people to say, you know, here's, here's who you are. And it's always, oh, my God, that explains why I am the way I am. So I find it's a very insightful tool. And um, when I do the reports, I give people a, a printed copy of their report. So they've got this document that they can go back to for the rest of their lives if they want. And a lot of people do that too. It's always very heartwarming to hear, oh, I've got it in a binder and I refer to it regularly or whatever. That, that's great. Well, I, um, I pulled mine out. So I was, I was looking at mine in yeah. preparation for this and, and had forgotten just some of the really poignant points that, that you picked up on my hands. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that. And, but I want to read um, a quote from Richard Unger, who is the director, or is he still around the director of International yeah. Institute of Hand Analysis? He says, to have your hands read is to share deep into the truth mirror and to stand revealed before your very eyes. I love that. A hand reading shows you who you are today and who you can be at your very best. Yeah. That's so cool. So, so the interesting thing for me, and I know we've chatted about this before, is that sometimes people hear hand analysis and they think it's like fortune telling or palm reading, but right. it's very different, isn't yeah. it? So tell us a little bit about more about it, Rosemary, please. So one of the main differences is that there's no predictions. I'll jokingly say the only prediction I make is if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you'll get the same results. But other than that, there's no predictions involved. The What makes it very different from palm reading is the fact that we, we put so much emphasis on the fingerprints. And Richard Unger was the person who discovered the meaning in the fingerprints. He researched and researched and researched. He had been a hand, uh, a palm reader, and he said he would not get consistent um, feedback from people that yes, he was bang on. And it, it motivated him to keep on trying to figure out what, what else was there. And he was in a medical um, library, reading a medical textbook or journal. And he read the uh, a sentence that said the, the fingerprints form a topography on the hand. And he said, topography, that's a map. What is it a map of? And he said it was like the top of his head opened up and he got this tremendous download, hmm. sat there and wrote down everything that came to him. And then he turned around and went out and tested it by reading people's fingerprints and got that consistency where people would say, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me. So, so it's the fingerprints part that makes it so unique and it's the lack of predictions. Uh, the rest of the hand, a lot of what we read in the hand will be similar to what a palm reading reads. We'll read heart lines and headlines and lifelines and things like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but uh, we don't say like your lifeline shows that you'll live to certain age or you know, there's a sign of whether or not you'll ever be married or how many children you'll have. None of that plays into it. The other unique aspect of a hand analysis is that there's 16 to 18 gift markings that can form and they form on your palm. There's one in the baby fingers at the top. The rest are all on your palm. So you find that out if you get a full hand analysis done. And gifts are special talents that we have. But the belief is that the reason why we have a marker is because we need to be reminded to use them. Mm -hmm. If we don't use them, we go into what we call the penalty box. <laughs> and the only way out is to use the gift. So there's certain things like if you're not um, sharing your message with the world, you can be um, feeling like you're running around in circles, um, chasing your tail. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, if I don't do my healing work, then it causes a lack of intimacy, which healers crave because we love connection, deep heart connection. So, um, so, so it, it's really a good, um, motivator to make sure that whatever gift we have, we're, we're taking advantage of it. And sharing it with the world. So, so, so in your hand, you can um, determine these seventeen gifts. W what else will the hand tell people? It, the rest of your hand, unlike your fingerprints, which never change throughout your life, the rest of your hand is a map of your personality. So you shape your hand um, by how you predominantly think and feel and act or don't act. So, for example, if you're the type of person that's very open with your feelings, you'll have heart lines that are curved. If you're more reserved or um, maybe you take longer to express your feelings than somebody who's more outward with them, the lines will be flatter. And how much time we spend in certain aspects of our of our thing of our um, being, our emotions or our mind will reflect in the length of lines or the length of section sizes on your fingerprint. So each finger represents a certain area of your life. And if you um, maybe cheat yourself by not like say fully charging fully what you're worth, mm -hmm you'll have a very small area in that particular part of your hand. If you're not going for the things that you desire in life, you might find the areas bulged, squished down. Hmm. If hmm. you're really strong at something, that will show up in a very strong finger or a predominant line. So people who are really good at keeping their word and making sure they follow all their commitments and all of that kind of stuff, are people who often will have what's called a Saturn line that goes up the middle of their hand and a strong middle finger. Cool. So, so when you, um, when you read the fingers and that, it sounds like the fingers are the main messengers in this process. Yep. So that'll tell you the why, what, what we believe is your sole purpose. Okay. why you're here and what you have to work on to be able to fulfill that purpose. We call that the lesson. Mm -hmm. 
And then the school you're in, and the school is the flavor that you bring to the purpose. Mm -hmm. It's also what you're going to master in and have the most experiences with so that you become expert in that area if you choose to. And so there's the, the life school, the life purpose, and the life lesson. So those are kind of the three areas, which mm -hmm. really, when we're talking about wisdom, if we're going to access our wisdom, it's really important to know all of that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Very important. Very, very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, tell us a little bit about your hands like you talked a little bit about the healer what else can you tell us about so i'm, I'm in this school of love and the school of wisdom mm -hmm. so that means that relationships are really important to me and emotions and that's the kind of coaching that i prefer to do with people i really like that deep heart centered inner work and um even though i'm in the school of wisdom i'm not the best as somebody who might be more predominantly wisdom than love. Um, I'm not as great at the setting goals and keeping keeping track of goals and things like that. Mm -hmm. But somebody who's got more than one print in the school of wisdom is going to be much more aligned with that kind of thing. Um, so, so I'm in the school of love and wisdom. The other part of the school of wisdom that I'm very characteristic of is I love to learn, mm -hmm. but I like to move from one thing to another. I'll learn and then move on as opposed to delving into something and applying it religiously. The only, yes. the, the one of the few things that I've done that with has been the hand analysis to study and study it and apply it and use it. So it's, it's um, you know, people, I, I remember one of my colleagues at the college would, would joke with me about that, that I was always like sharing all these things that I had learned with people and then on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and there are some of us like that, aren't there? Yeah. It's like, we're just lifelong learners and yeah. it's something new and something new and something new. And, and I think part of that too, is then being able to make the connections. Yeah that you're a lifelong learner, but you're always connecting something and, and helping people to make those connections. And I think that's part of the gift, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it called my attention to making sure that I wasn't just flitting from thing to thing to thing to really right. understand, okay, in order to have true wisdom, you've got to live this too. You can't just know it intellectually. You've got to bring it into your life and practice it. So it, it did help me um, be more committed after that to some of the things that I was interested in. That's and then great. my life lesson, this is, this is a great one. My life lesson is to stuff my feelings. So I have the, the purpose to be, um, to be in the school of love and to help people and, and um, gain experience in the whole emotional realm. And growing up, I was taught if you're upset emotionally or physically, have something sweet eat over it and it created a pattern wow. so if anybody doesn't believe that we um plan things before we come into this lifetime right. I, I i already fortunately believed that ahead of time so when i heard this about my hands i thought 
there's more validation that I had the ideal upbringing for somebody that came here to master this area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's one of the things that I have to really work on because I'll, I'll often find I've already eaten before I've allowed myself to feel whatever I was upset about. Interesting. So it's to make that step in between, stop, take a breath, feel. And, and of course, feeling is one of the most important things that we can ever do. And, and it's interesting as you're talking about this, because it's just so fits into when I'm working with people, the awareness, belief and curiosity cycle. It's if we're not aware, we miss those things. It's like we're just we're just like zombies walking through life. But when we start to pay attention and we're aware and, you know, then as as you've been talking, you unraveled the belief system underneath it and then you arrived in that stance of curiosity of, oh, okay, so what's next? How can I use this? As opposed to prior being judgmental about who you are, which, I mean, we all are that at some stage in our life because we're trying to get at our true essence, but we have this personality that we've had to develop to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So very cool. Well, I have to say, my uh, life purpose. I love this. And it was so good to be reminded of it because of the things that I've been doing lately. Um, The peaceful artist with a message in the spotlight. And I thought, oh, doing a podcast is perfect. I know. So it was really affirming to pull this out and to um, have a look at it again. So um, Mm -hmm. I I thank you again for that. So, so Rosemary, how, um, how do people, um, what's your process in terms of getting people to uh, how can they contact you and what's the process of having their hands analyzed? Um, It's easy to contact me. You can just send me an email at rosemaryheenan at gmail.com. Nice and simple. And um, um, I, I can do them in person and I can also mail people the inky paper that they can do their prints so they don't have to live in the Essex County area excellent I can can mail the inky paper and they can do the prints and send them back to me and then we follow up by zoom afterwards yeah okay so it's very easy so what I'm what I'll do is um I will uh make sure that your email and can they if they go to your website how heartpoweredcoaching.com they can contact you that way as well so either way either way and i like the fact that yes of course you can do it in person but you can also do it from anywhere in the world yeah because you can mail the the kit to them Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. that's very cool so it's it's interesting for me that people are quite satisfied with um having the hand analysis done when you work with someone and take them further with the hand analysis, what, what approach do you take? Um, then I look at what, what is it that the person most wants that they don't have at this point in time that they're really looking for assistance with. And then we, we use all that information that's in their hands to, to help them. I can show them most, most often Um, when people hear the lesson, they know right off the bat, this is something that I've struggled with my whole life. So one of the key things then is to be able to say, 
instead of like, there's something wrong with me because that's there. What if I look at it as this is what my soul wanted me to work on in this lifetime. And so we can make a plan for how to not let that take us, take the person off the path that they want to go on the direction they want to go on. And also I find the gifts is a big part because a lot of times people are not using the gifts um, and they're finding themselves in the penalty box. So when they start to use those gifts, that frees up that part of them that was struggling before. And usually the gifts are things that people really, really would love to do, but they didn't think they had the ability to do it. Or they may not have, they may have questioned, you know, who am I to want to do? Like, who am I to want to be somebody in the spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. We often think of somebody who wants to be in the spotlight as being somebody who's egotistical, but that's not true. It's, it's the person who's willing to put themselves out there for others to learn from. Mm-hmm. It's and, not and, a negative. Yeah. And, and the, the whole concept of being egotistical is really a cultural yes. concept, isn't it? That's been imposed on us, but that we've also appropriated. It's like, we believe it and we've taken it on and it's like, well, why, why would we believe that? Well, yeah. maybe there's another way to be, maybe living out our heart's desires is a better way to live an expression, a full expression of our soul. Yes. And that's going to look different for everyone, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, and there's certain people like you're one with being creative. You are not meant to create, to compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. because you're here to be on the cutting edge. And most of the time, people who are creative feel like there's something wrong with themselves because they're different than others. And that's right. Constantly trying to either fit in or rebel um, because they don't they don't they don't want to be put in that box, but they don't quite know what to do with it. So that fulfilling your soul's desire, not everybody's here to be on the cutting edge. Some people are here to be a completely different thing. So it's important that those who are will do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think that uh, another point you made that I think is worth um, repeating is that I think it's really important to work with a mentor or a guide or a coach because it's so easy to just forget sure. and to just fall into old habits. And so to, to be accountable Mm-hmm. to someone, even if it's a one once a month check-in or whatever, I think, I think that that's really important. I know it's been important for me to keep me on track because I can, I can just kind of wander yeah. <laughs> into the penalty box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think coaching is the best profession ever because it really does help keep us on track with things that we really want to do. And, and we have somebody who's neutral, who's a great sounding board and can help us see what what we may not be able to see on our own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that there's there's such a, um, a a shift in terms of of our understanding of that need for accountability. And I know there are all kinds of business coaches and whatever, but I think that right now there's a real move for more soul coaching and heart coaching yeah. for people who. If all, if we understand our purpose and we understand our heart's desire, 
the business stuff will fall into place. And then, yeah, get a business coach, but you can have a business coach and just struggle because of the barriers that we put up around our deepest desires, because we fall into what society thinks we should do or mm -hmm. what the corporation thinks we should do, what, whatever it is, and needing to break out of that barrier beyond out of that boundary or that wall that's been put around us by our choice because we've chosen to believe that yeah and then working with someone who can help us break that barrier just as i mean your story is a great example of that of being able to break through some of those beliefs that you you decided were true as you grew up mm -hmm. and we yeah. all have those so yeah. yeah so i think it's it's very important so people can contact you for the hand analysis but also they can contact you for coaching mm -hmm. And Absolutely. working with you as, as a mentor, which I think um, is, is really important. So um, anything else that you would like to add about hand analysis or coaching or your story? Because I know there's way more to your story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I recently did the hands of a young man who also is in the school of love and, and has, he was, he was able to articulate so profoundly how he um, throws himself into relationship and then when it's not working out takes himself out and shuts down his feelings instead of processing and seeing what happened why wasn't the relationship working the way he wanted it to work um, so there's there's so many things like that that um, people can get insight from when they when they understand what it is about their school and the the whole relationships thing is a is a journey like my greatest gift um in my experience has been the transformation that i've had in my relationship with my daughter mm -hmm. through um through all the learning and and because of not getting parented in a healthy way growing up i i didn't have the the skills needed and she was a very different child to parent too so i think that was another challenge for me was that she wasn't she wasn't um as compliant maybe as i had been as a kid mm -hmm. and because we didn't have the ability to speak up and and say what we wanted i encouraged that but i didn't know how to handle it either right right <laughs> and, yeah so um so i'm i'm very very grateful through working with a mentor that i've worked with that i've healed that relationship to the point where she's now she and i are now super close and we get along really really well so that's one of the gifts of working with a mentor because um you know we don't always have the skills ourselves and it was bad parenting that I internalized um, beliefs about myself that I hadn't really examined until I was working with him and, and got those out in the open. And then I got to see, oh, and that, uh, that makes me understand why I was the way I was as a young mother. Sure. And yeah, so wow. there's, there's just so much of value that enriches your life. Like, you know, I only had the one child. So to not get along with her was really a, a heartbreak to me. Sure. So sure. to be able to transform that, I mean, even if I did nothing else in my lifetime, that would be my testament to um, to having my hands analyzed and working with a mentor, right? Because I 
I learned that I'm here to learn how to have really great relationships. Well, you have to have skills to do that. Yeah. And yeah. so I had to learn those skills. Fantastic. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Wonderful. Okay, well, I will make sure that your um, information is on the podcast page so that people can contact you. And I encourage you listeners to contact Rosemary because it really is an extraordinary experience to have your hands analyzed. And then if you want more um, mentoring and coaching on how to, I suppose, I don't want to use the word operationalize, that's not the right word, how to really live out those mm -hmm. messages, be true to those messages. That's a better way to put it. Um, she is available as a coach. So thank you very much. And thank okay. you all for listening. And uh, next time we will be exploring the letter I. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>